Oh, hello. I'm just out in the middle of a car park because we just realised that the files didn't save properly. So my audio for a little bit of this is played through David's Skype call rather than my recorder. Isn't that funny? Anyway, look, I apologise, um, but I want you guys to know that I care about you. Okay, have a good day. What it is, everybody! Welcome to episode 148 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, you can call me Fish. With me, as always, my favorite sack of shit. That's the Star Trek theme that I'm trying to do. It's a joke because today we're reviewing a science fiction film, a little indie one. We're not sure if you've heard of it or not it's called solo also how are you fish <laughs> i'm pretty good i'm pretty good i'm uh, i'm ready to fucking talk about this movie i can tell you that much well just before we do have you seen anything else sir i have i have there was another big release in the last oh, couple yes. of weeks another indie film if you will and what was it deadpool 2 oh yes i've heard of that um directed by an up-and-comer i believe how'd you feel i loved it Did i you? fucking loved it i laughed so hard i nearly peed my pants a little bit how do you think i how do you how do you think i felt about it is the question what do you well judging on our our review of the original deadpool i could only think that it would go up because Mm -hmm. my major feelings with this film well like if we go back to our old review was that we liked deadpool but the film was pretty bullshit (laughs) Like the film was pretty just by the numbers and everything around him was boring. And, you know, I know that was a whole like to counteract his craziness, but it didn't really work for me. Um, I still like the film. It's only really Deadpool. Like I go back and want to see him do funny shit. So this time around, I really enjoyed the fact that they they made the world a little bit more interesting. It was it had more color in it for one thing. I thought Josh Brolin was great as cable um and he counteracted deadpool really well and i thought the jokes really upped the ante as well and were a lot more meta so i really dug it so i'm feeling that you're probably similar yeah you're right i loved it it was really good um i it was just funny like you know what it is it's just good writing the the actual the actual jokes like if you're going to make a comedy film make good comedy jokes yeah and well make jokes jokes of comedy but it was well written it was a funny film so i really enjoyed that no absolutely and- man uh, the best joke just while you're talking about funny shit i lost my shit at the end when he shoots himself as ryan reynolds with the green oh, lantern so we've made it to the big leagues kiddo <laughs> my favorite was peter in the plane he's rubbing sunscreen on his face he's like this cable guy might have killed a lot of people but he sure as hell hasn't killed as many people as melanoma like <laughs> i just couldn't stop laughing i just thought that was oh. so ridiculous. and vanisher brad pitt oh my <laughs> god just like a backpack jumping out of the you know one of those hillbillies i forget the other ones the those two hillbillies um that cable like like um, yeah 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 um, one's matt damon and the others um Tudic. yeah how crazy is i that? didn't realize it was matt damon i didn't even see that i seen alan um and i, I was like oh that's that guy 
<laughs> but fucking hell, Matt Damon. He's getting in everything at the moment. What's the other film that he was in? Um, Thor, Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. No, and he was in something not too long ago as well. Um, oh, fuck. What was it? Oh, it was that real random indie, um, that Steven Soderbergh film. Um, oh, what was it called? Unsane. Unsane. He was like, I don't know if you've seen anything about that. It was like a film shot on the iPhone. And he's, <laughs> he's just like a random character in that. It's awesome. Anyway, no, yeah, I love Deadpool, man. I, I feel like this is the movie that I wanted to see from the first one. You know, they have the budget. Um, even though there's some things that are still a little bit low budgety looking, like the CGI is pretty rat shit in it, but I kind of you kind of forgive it because it's again I'm just there to have a laugh at Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool, and and, and he's done a great job. Like he does a he, great job. He yeah, is fucking Deadpool. It's just the most perfect casting I've ever seen, and it doesn't get old. But it was doing huge numbers, old Deadpool. I, um, man, like the cinema I went to see, I seen it opening night and it was just absolutely packed. And my cine- cinema had 36 screenings of Deadpool 2 in the one day. Oh my God. <laughs> like it was like, it's one of those great times where, you know, because I usually finish work around seven. I, that means I don't, if I want to see a movie after work, I usually have to go to like the late 9.30 session. Yeah. But when they have 36 sessions a, a fucking day, there's like a 7.30 and an 8 o'clock. So I was able to get like an 8 o'clock and not have to be out too late. Man, that makes me sound old. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've got a good way of, of segueing uh, Deadpool into Solo right now because I actually booked tickets ahead for Solo because I, I was up in Townsville on the weekend and, and me and my mate were going to see it on Friday night. And, and it is Townsville and, you know, they obviously don't get the numbers that the big city cinemas do and stuff. But with Star Wars, it's generally like, fuck, you better book ahead. And it's the first time I've ever booked ahead at Reading Cinemas in Townsville, anticipating like a line of sorts. So me and we got the six o'clock session and me and my mate rocked up about quarter to five just to be safe. Like, you know, we were sort of catching up as well. So it, it made it worth it. <laughs> we went in and I said to the chick, I said, oh, are you expecting a big turnout? And she's like, oh, I don't know. No, I don't, not really. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, do you mind if we just sort of line up over there? And she's like, you can if you want. <laughs> and we oh. got there and we were literally the only ones in line. <laughs> and oh my God. Nobody turned up early. Like, again, it's Townsville. But like when I went and seen um, Jumanji when I was up there for it Christmas, packed. it was packed. Like me and my brother waited an hour ahead and we were first in line. And there was, a, there was probably a hundred people behind us um, before yeah. they let us in and this one not one single person and I'm like holy shit this is fucking Star Wars and anyway we finally got led into the cinema and I reckon maybe the cinema was a third full this is 6 o'clock on a Friday night for a Star Wars movie and I'm like what is going on and anyway before the, the movie started I went out to take a piss and I look and there's a fucking line and I'm like what is what is this line for and I went over to ask the, you know, the usher. I said, what's this line for? Is this a solo? Is it like, is there another session of solo that, you know, people are going to? And he's like, no, no, this is for Deadpool 2. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I did not, yeah. I wouldn't have expected that myself. It's looking to be one of the biggest flops in movie history. Is it? Solo. Yep. It's only made 83 million on its opening weekend on a 300 and something million dollar budget. I know. What the hell is with that? Why? It's one of the most expensive movies ever made. Well, the, the thing is, like, one, you they didn't fucking market the film at all. The marketing came late to the party. 
Two, Last Jedi came out in December, yeah. so you've only got half a year between Star Wars. And three, nobody fucking wanted a Han Solo film. <laughs> From the beginning, nobody wanted one. The biggest <laughs> criticism it got when it was announced was, why are you making this? No one fucking cares. Mm. Because why the fuck would anyone care about a character who we've already seen now for four films? Like... Well, I would care I, about the character if the the original person was playing it. That's where, and we'll go into forward, that yeah. as we get through it. Given that, like we, you and me are talk, talking about, like I wasn't that hyped for this movie at all. Like I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna see it. It's Star Wars. Like of course I'm gonna see it. And and I was a little bit excited. Um, I was like, oh yeah, we get to see where how he got the Millennium Falcon and where he met Chewie and all that sort of thing. And that's that's fine. That's it's really. It's really something that you would read in a in a novel, you know what I mean? In one of the many fucking extended universe novels that I've been burying myself in these last couple of years. But I I don't know if we needed a movie about it. And a lot of my friends have argued with me. They were like, well, we didn't need Rogue One either. And I said, no, but the thing with Rogue One is it filled in a gap that like, yeah. we actually don't know what happened. Like, we all know that Han Solo won the Millennium Falcon in a game of Sabacc. And we all know that he meets Chewie somewhere you know like it's like it's not it's not changing anything and it's not it's not giving us a any anything more and i think that's why a lot of us well, it's also like like han solo is one of the biggest characters in the franchise in rogue one these are characters you're not aware of yeah you know, they're not side yeah. characters like it's it's literally a prequel and it doesn't show an adventure because you know the outcome like even an obi-wan kenobi film it's like holy fuck how cool would it be to see Obi-Wan did in between the time of you and the girl Alec Guinness because he's mm. young Obi-Wan and older like that would be an amazing film like let's see what he does like to me even that prequel would be good because there's so many questions and resolutions in there where a solo you know all the resolutions because his story is told alongside Luke's for three films yeah. and arguably the fourth film and I don't know I because I my hype wasn't very high for it ever and I was quite excited for it when Phil Lord and Chris Miller were on it. Yes. But when they decided yes. to scrap them and they're like, nah, it's, this can't be funny. It can't be. Star Wars has to be this, this, this. I was like, right. So you're doing the same thing you've done with Marvel where you've butchered any creative input and you need it to all be the exact same, which will in turn kill the fucking franchise eventually. Congrats. Because people want something different. Like, I don't understand how people are like, they want different shit. Look at Deadpool. Look at Logan. Look yeah. at Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Look at, look at, any look at Rogue One even, which was so gritty and dark in its tone, well, and I, think, I thought Rogue One was actually Rogue One. Now, the more, because funnily enough, you know, and I won't give my my hand away too far, but um, one of my friends, the one of the guys I seen um, this movie with, one of the times I seen it, he came across to me and he said, "Man." wasn't that so much better than Rogue One? And he just has, like, this real disdain for Rogue One for some reason. And I said, no, like... Like, I'll, I'll give my hand away. I like Rogue One better. Yeah. But Rogue One, on, on hindsight, and the more I watch it, I think it is my favourite of the new movies. Like, I fucking love Rogue One. <laughs> it's so good. Definitely, definitely not the worst. There's, there's just a bit of filler in the middle that I wish they cut out. But yeah, yeah. The last 30 minutes are just some of the best looking and sounding Star Wars oh, ever. It's just so cool. And I actually, like, you know, we've talked about the characters and all that. And I've sort of filled in the gaps by reading a lot of the extended universe stuff. And I really do like these characters. And they didn't get the... The treatment that they deserved but i there's something about rogue one that just fucking 
tickles my little nutsicles and makes me excited whenever I think about it. And actually, I might go watch it after this now that we're talking about it. But anyway, I Solo, though, I feel like they were really trying to channel Rogue One. Um, they're trying to get that that grittiness like you just you just brought up, and that's cool because you know we we want to know that um, that Han Solo like we know he came from like this rough sort of lifestyle, but I really I really do feel that that Lord and Miller dynamic would have would have made such a really cool different type of film. Like well, I I really could see this being a comedy because he is such a little smartass. And um, well, let me let me just jump into the story quickly. Just yeah, a quick brief prop before we, because I want to bring up some points. But okay, okay. For everyone that's aware, it's the it's basically the origin story of how Han met Chewie, and it it shows the Kessel Run. So Han meets these these gangsters, thieves, whatever you want to call them, smugglers who owe a lot of money to this this big gangster. So he works with them, and they are basically roped into doing the Kessel Run to get Axiom or something. I don't know. It's like unrefined fuel. It's worth a lot. Yeah. Stuff. So he meets Lando, gets the Falcon, and completes the castle run in under 12 parsecs or something. And then at the end, his gangster friend betrays him, and the other guy kills. Like, the other guy dies, the big gangster dies, and his girlfriend in it flies off with Darth Maul. <laughs> like, that's the film. I'm not doing I'm not doing a lot of justice, but it's sort of... It's a bit convoluted, but it, it's just an origin story, and there's a lot of plot in it but it's just getting this character to the end. But just because I will bring this up later, the film has an open ending. But yeah, look, on the Phil and Chris, Phil Lord and Chris Miller thing, there are moments in that film where I can tell that that's a Phil Lord and Chris Miller film and moments where I know it's Ron Howard and it's the Kessel Run. If you watch the Kessel Run, that is clearly from Phil Lord and Chris Miller. There's jokes in it. The way the characters act is completely different. The way they deliver lines is different. The script is different. It, it honestly is like a separate film. And the Kessel Run is my favourite part in the film. So I, I I wonder if I could have tolerated an entire Star Wars film being funny, mm-hmm. but I definitely enjoyed... Like, there's that line where he's, Han's like, ah, oh, here's an old trick I learned from the best pilot on Corellia who died doing exactly what we're doing. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this, like, real... Like, all the lines get real funny, and, like, the turret blows up, and Woody Harrelson's like, oh, we just lost a cannon, and I hurt my thumbs. Like, it's really silly. Um, The film doesn't carry that the whole way through, though. It completely depends on the director, really, as to when that humour comes through. Yeah. Um, Well, I heard that they they reshot a lot of things um, to get rid of most of the humour, because they... um, What is it? it, um, What's what's his name? Kazdan? The, oh, the, Lawrence, Lawrence and Castan and his son. And his son wrote. wrote it, yeah. And and apparently, um, Lord and Miller felt like Castan Senior was like a ghost director on set. Like he just hovered over them and was like, because this was originally, I think he was supposed to direct it at one point. He was in talks to direct it. Like, because oh, this, go, this goes way back, man. Like in 2012, George Lucas was actually developing this film. Oh, what? So this I is a George know. Lucas baby. And he got Castan to write it. But then when Kazdan got was writing Force Awakens, he put his son onto it. And so it's sort of yeah. become a joint venture with them. But it's very much like a Kazdan thing. And to me, that's a good thing because Kazdan is a great writer. Like, I think he's he's responsible for the, for the better Star Wars stuff, generally. But he obviously had this vision for this and he's seen it very serious. And Kathleen Kennedy of Lucasfilm was like, well, no, we're going to go with him um, because this is his baby. And they kicked... You know, Lord and Miller, which is a real bummer because what 
you're saying just now, like all those parts are my favorite parts in the film too. Like I really like the comedy and I really like, I just like a lighter sort of feel to this. And to be honest though, like I, I reckon like Force Awakens and even Last Jedi were funnier than this film. And that's, that's like, this should have been a funny film. This is like about a scumbag. This is about like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, 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 it doesn't need to be like a stupid slapstick film, which I doubt it would have been because Lord and Miller made, have made some, what were they the Lego guys? Yeah, they were. See, like, Lego is, is silly, but, like, that was a Lego film. I reckon they could have brought that dynamic to these characters. I've got no beef with it being a gritty real film, but I have a beef with it being this weird hybrid of both. Make up yeah, your mind. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you stuck with Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Don't scrap them 90% of the way through. But, look, in my opinion, just quietly, I think Kathleen Kennedy is a fucking moron. And I think that because she... Thought The Last Jedi was a good film, then gave Johnson his own trilogy, then made a solo film, then released it six months after Jedi, then released it a week after Deadpool, two weeks prior was Infinity War. Yeah. You fucking dumb bitch. What do you think what? was going to happen? Like, Quick, Just quickly on the release date. I know we, we've already poured on it, but why is it released now? Is there... Uh, is there's no is Star Wars not a Christmas thing anymore? No, well, no. The the saga is Christmas, so they wanted to originally release them every six months. So they're oh. going to have a spin-off in the early year and a saga film at the end of the year. Which I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm keen for that. But they just don't know what they're fucking doing because they. And I'll get into this a bit later um, if I can remember. But they are trying to do the Disney sprinkle on this film and pull some Marvel strings, basically, in yeah. their marketing and their narratives, which is the big Darth Maul moment. Yeah. Because I thought that was really cool, the Darth Maul moment yeah, at the very too. end. And I'm just going to talk about it right now. I thought it was really cool, the Darth Maul moment. But what it made me feel is when they drop a superhero at the end of another superhero film that you haven't seen interact before. Mm -hmm. Like the early days where you see... Thor's hammer know, at the end of... Yeah, um, you know, because... Maul hasn't been released, it's this big thing and all it is, is a way for you to want more Solo not mm. more Star Wars, more Solo in this weird connective universe I don't want to see a fucking another, like, why are you trying to franchise a spin-off these Star Wars stories are meant to be spin-off like films yeah. telling a story, and now what you're trying to do is launch more crazy amounts of franchises, you want a Solo franchise, where we want to tell more stories with Han and Chewbacca we don't want to fucking see him, dude. We want to see a Kenobi film. There are so many stories in Star Wars and so many narratives yeah. and so many extended universe opportunities. There's literally thousands of things you could go into. Write your own stuff. Tell a story about a Jedi. It's what my roommate was saying. He wants to hear like a, a new Jedi, you know, mm. just about a Jedi fucking shit up. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. But they're already planning on making sequels to a spin-off film. Well, all and I'm mate, like, why are you... The main actor is already... Um, he's contracted for two more films um whether they be he's... solo or he's you know stars in uh you know a supporting role um but the next movie that has been announced is a boba fett movie so i see him I turning was... up no. in that i thought it was too but apparently i don't i don't know if kenobi's coming next or are they just announced a boba fett one for that later down yeah. the track but apparently it is, it is it is a thing i reckon the darth maul you know open ending for this film is leading into whatever boba fett is going to be and yeah and, he'll and, definitely play a part in those yeah and Han and Lando will be involved somehow uh, so the Boba Fett is the next Star Wars spin-off I thought it was 
They said for ages it was Obi-Wan Kenobi. I thought it was too, and I really want to see that one. Boba Fett's good, though. I reckon Boba Fett should have come well before our Han Solo film. People like, wanted a Boba Fett film long before they wanted a Han film. Ever. Everyone's wanted a Boba Fett forever. Like, we need to know more about this guy. I'm, I'm all for that one. That one's actually adding things to uh, the saga. I read somewhere um, a while ago that Disney were, were moving the Star Wars releases to around this time because Avatar movies were going to start coming out and they were going to take that sort of Christmas slot. No, because they're, they're still releasing them at the end of the year. Episode 9 will come out end of... Um, Is that this well, year? No way, really. No, surely not. No, no way. Is it actually? Hang on. Star Wars... that would be hectic. Episode 9 release date. They... I Sorry, let me find out. 20th December 2019. So it's coming out Christmas next, next year. Next year, okay. So, so I what's wonder, this year? Boba Fett? I don't know... Star Wars spin-off. I guess... Uh-huh. Obi-Wan Kenobi... No, no, there isn't... There, so... Obi-Wan Kenobi film, it's saying... Kenobi is going to film in 2019. Okay. I'm so confused. God, I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe, I don't think there's anything else coming out this year because there's two years in between each. Yeah. Um, I wish... I really... Like, I honestly would have preferred this movie to come out at Christmas Christmas is Star Wars time for me now <laughs> you know like every time I'm I'm usually going up home to Townsville to you know to see family and stuff around Christmas and I'm all and it's normally having just seen a new Star Wars movie and being hyped off that so I'm, I'm kind of bummed that that might not be a thing this year but we'll see um well back on the film we were just talking about the comedy and and all that sort of thing and I I really would have liked a lighter look at it I I feel that this movie actually kind of kind of suffers a little bit from it's trying to be too gritty i think and it's just not as it's not as as colorful and and fun as i expected something like this to be because i i sort of think back to you know the moss eisley cantina and just that scene and it felt gritty but it also felt fun like all the characters and all the aliens and all the like there's always something going on in the background and this one it's just like they're on like factory planets and it's just like it's very drab you know what i mean it's very like the backdrops are drab it didn't suck me in like i didn't find these worlds interesting last jedi and force awakens have taken us to places that are, are really exciting and 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 just even even rogue one we got scarif and i don't know there's just nothing here that's that's interesting to me, besides the Kessel Run, really. I thought the planets were cool, but they didn't really offer much. It was just more separate locations. They didn't feel like places, like they, they just felt like showcasing something. Um, for me, I was more frustrated with the fact that the thing is so dark. Like, God damn, the movie is so fucking dark. Like, yeah, I'm that might come into it as well. Like, yeah. And there's so many moments like that where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And there are a few other moments like that where I didn't understand why they were doing... Like, originally Han was a TIE fighter pilot, but they put him in the Imperial Academy as an infantry shoot, like, troop. And yeah. I was like... Why? Like, I don't know, yeah. But it was... Like, that's cool that he was part of the Empire. It was cool to see yeah, the Empire Yeah, that's where he learned to fly. Fighting. Like, that's cool. I would have liked to have seen him fight. in a TIE fighter, maybe. Yeah, well, it was cool to see him fight and mm. see the perspective of the Imperials as an army. Like, they're just there for a payment, really, these yeah. troops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, I think 
there some cool story moments like that. The Kessel Run was really good. But the thing I want to bring up and we should be talking about is Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think for, without a doubt, if this was about a different character played by the same actor, the same story, and it just was Han Solo, I would have liked it more because he is an Han Solo. Like, that kid is not. It's hard. It's hard to... Like, this guy was pushing an uphill battle battle the whole time. Like, he's going up against Harrison Ford, who is arguably the best action hero of our fucking time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like he revolutionized the action hero. He's like the everyman, and he's just... The way he plays Han is just almost impossible to replicate. But I will say that he, he does nail a lot of the mannerisms. He's, he's got, like, the way he holds himself and the way he looks at people and he points and, he you know, the way he holds his blaster. And sometimes he, he kind of gets it in the way he talks and stuff. But he kind of lacks the charisma that Harrison well, Ford has. Do you know what I think my problem with it is? It's not the charisma and it's not even his performance. He was a great performer and I would have... His naivety at the start was great, but mm. he never transitions into that cold motherfucker that Han is. Like, yeah. Han is... Han's fucking cold. Because in this, this guy, Han's like a chatty, annoying character almost. He's very like, oh, haha. Like, I don't know, like he felt like a young kid, which yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. But he never transitions into that cold-hearted, like, scoundrel, you know? Yeah. He just felt... He's too much of a nice guy, is what it is. He's way too nice. Like, there's moments that I'm like, Han wouldn't do that. There's a bit where he, like, at the end, they have the fuel, and these guys are like, you have to come help us, please. Like, we need the fuel for ourselves. Han doesn't even hesitate. He's just like, yep, absolutely. Mm. I'm like, Han wouldn't fucking do that. Come on. Well, like, no, I, I, I think he would. Um, and that's the thing that they, they're trying to bring across in the film is the fact that behind all these rough edges and him talking like he's a scoundrel, he actually is a good guy, which we do realize, you know, in the, um, the original Star Wars trilogy, right? Like, but I mean, like that, that is the point where that's that moment in the, A New Hope is the point where he's, you see his character turn back. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's about like, that's what I'm saying. It's not like, it's not, I'm, I'm watching a character who's meant to end up as the Han in A New Hope at yeah, the start. Yeah. And I see this Han Solo character with the sassiness and the, well, not even the sassiness, but the smart assness and the jokes. But where's the development? Like, where's the, like, it's the, it's, it's like a Disney version of what Han should be. That's yeah, what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. And like, no, I, got- like, I agree with you because, like, at the end of the film, he isn't where he should be. But I do like at the start how he is this naive, like, kind of hopeful person. And, Basically, my my idea of this film was this was where he's supposed to get beaten down into that character that you're exactly. talking about. So yeah, exactly. he does he doesn't turn into it. But I do like that we see the kind-hearted version of him because that makes it, it gives it more weight in the original Star Wars when he comes back well, that way. I just I just wanted the moment where he turns into a dick. That's yeah. all I wanted. I didn't care that he was like this, but I wanted the moment where he turns cold. And they had so many opportunities for it, and they never take them. Like, yeah, like even at he, the end of the film, he's still very like. Oh, I think everything's gonna be okay. Like, yeah, you know, like it's like, it's no, girl. you should be pissed off. Your fucking girl left you. Everyone's yeah. fucked you over. You don't have the coaxium. You're fucked. <laughs> I don't know why the next, the first thing they say as well is, oh, let's go talk to Jabba. Like, that's the last bit because that mm. happens right by a new hope. Yeah, yeah. So there should have been a lot more going on in there. Well, I, I, I got the impression that he'd worked for Jabba for like a couple of years. So, um, yeah, I, I'll, I give, it I'll just, give it that. I'll give it that. 
It was a, it was a good like I I did get giddy when you hear oh there's some gangster in Tatooine I'm like oh it's Jabba it's Jabba so it's it's a it's a, a nerd moment he wasn't who he should have been by the end of the film and that disappointed me and then they like instead of taking like character moments and giving you moments that are satisfying because that's how the character is which they offer you like he shoots first and that's a cool character yeah, moment where you're like yeah. that's hard but then they've got what they do instead is they're like oh let's give some fan service to like where he got his blaster and i'm like yeah cool cool like i like that and like here's how he got the falcon i'm like yeah I do have oh, what about business. what about here's how he got his last name fuck off what a load of shit <laughs> why like, wouldn't he have a last name i don't understand uh, why that matters like you really it's in a fucking universe where you've got characters called kenobi and yeah. skywalker yeah. and windu and then it's like solo mm, that's a made-up name get real what <laughs> the fuck <laughs> it was so stupid like, so on the nose a, so pathetic is what it is to me i'm like okay this is where star wars is heading literally they they don't have a fucking clue as to what people want so they're just going to literally build a character up from the beginning like why do i need to see that mm. and the way he gets it was so dumb like this imperial guy's yeah, like, like solo mm, solo <laughs> Han Solo, like thinking he's real clever, and then you know you can just see fucking Kazdan sitting there being like, "Yeah, so clever." I'm like, "Fucking oh, hell, right? Was, Get out of here!" So nah. stupid, man. Like, I just that just fucking made me so annoyed because I was like, and I literally shook my head in the cinema. Yeah. I was like, and I Wait. think that's the one thing. Like, even though that was the one I really didn't like, but most of the fan service was really on the nose. It wasn't It wasn't as organic as they have been in previous films. One of the big ones was even at the end when that chick's all like, you know, it's the the blood that brings something new, a rebellion. Oh, this is like, oh, oh okay. So this is, the, this is where the rebellion starts, right here. Oh, like, yeah. Also, what the fuck is that? Han Solo is offered to begin the literal rebellion. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? No. I, so I couldn't dumb. take that. I couldn't take that. Hey, like, no character can just have their own story. Do you want to be part of literally the biggest purpose in the entire trilogy? No. Why do you offer that? He's not that character, yeah. Like, I guess it's ironic for what he becomes, but it it just felt, it's, again, very on the nose. And even him getting the blaster was like, oh, okay, well, there's the blaster, I guess. And shit. Like, it wasn't a big deal. I quite like that until there's that shot of it holding over the fire. And I was like, it's a gun. It doesn't have any, like... It's never a point in the other films where his blaster is a big deal. It's a big deal, deal. yeah, yeah. It was just a fan service thing. And again, like, I I was like, oh, that's his blaster, that's cool. But I just, there's ways that it could have been done that felt more organic and and made, and probably had more more weight to it. But just quickly back on, oh, mate, I can't remember his name, the the guy who's playing it. Look, look, he did a good job. I like I will say to him, but he just had a lot to live up to. And what I will he did a good job, he just he just wasn't written well. Is my problem. Yeah, okay. But the, well, the way that I see him is he's just like a really good cosplayer, <laughs> you know, because yeah. he's pretending to be someone else. Like he's not bring. He honestly can't bring anything new to the character. Like he has to play it the way that Han, um, that Harrison Ford did. And I like I feel bad for him because he is a good actor. Like he did a really good job. Apparently they saw like three thousand people for this role. Well, I know there was originally someone cast, and the guy like literally is a spitter. He was the guy that played um, Harrison Ford in Age of Adeline, and mm. he sounded and acted just like him. But the problem was he was an impersonator, not an actor, so he yeah. couldn't really bring it to the table. Which I understand, but in this role, I wouldn't even be fast. Like if if a guy sounded because he didn't. 
it wasn't Harrison Ford to me. Like I'm like, that's not Harrison Ford. Like I'll buy, I, I like him, but it's not. That's not Han Solo. That's all I could think. He was mm, great. Yeah. Former, just not Han for me. That's what I mean. It just it, like he had an uphill, an uphill battle from the start. It's almost like they shouldn't have made a film about Han Solo. That's what it's almost like. It's almost <laughs> oh like wow! Another character like <laughs> Obi Wan fucking Kenobi or Boba Fett. Films that everyone has been begging for. Listen yeah. to your fans, Kathleen, you dumb bitch. Fucking. Hell. <laughs> Well, let's talk um, about his motivations and stuff. Like, his, his, basically, he's got oh, Khaleesi as his girlfriend, Kira. And at the start, they're trying to escape the... Uh, what's the, what's it called? Carillion? Carillion? Yeah. Yeah. And we did a great scene. I love the, the speeder thing, him, you know, wedging in between the two yeah, walls cool. and not quite making out. Like, a good... And this is what I... Just on a, a side note, the, the sequences in this film are fucking great. Like, they've done a really good job. And you can see where that budget's gone to. And I appreciate that because all the all the action is on point. So they're getting out, and you know he he misses his uh, his girl gets taken, and basically his whole purpose in life is to get back to this girl. Like his whole goal is to get back to her. Finds her later on a planet, and it's like, oh shit, hey, it's good to see you. And then she's acting a bit weird, and he's just kind of like, oh yeah. Well, at least I found yeah, her. Yeah, ignores it. Ignores it's not it a big deal. Like, I feel like, man, you should be like, why are you acting like a fucking dickhead? Like, and then yeah. when she find, and then when he finds out, oh yeah, okay, you're sort of, oh shit, you're what? You're with this, this fucking Paul Bettany motherfucker? Like, what's going on here? We're, aren't we supposed to be together? Uh, my whole goal in life was to get back to you, and here you are with another dude doing nefarious shit. I feel like, yeah, you're going to be cool because you're like, oh, obviously she's being, yeah, um, you know, she has to do this. She's a slave of some sort. But, like, he's never jealous. And this is the sort of thing that I think that Han Solo would be. Because, like, you know, you see how... He gets jealous how he, of Lando. Yeah, he does. He does. But only a little bit. Like, this is his, like, soulmate, man. Like, this is the... This is his whole purpose. And he just doesn't... He's not getting it. Like, you see it when he's with Leia later in the in you know later in his life like just how how he is like he's just he, he never gets like that and yeah. i'm waiting for it to happen and it's all there it's all written and ready to go but it just doesn't happen and i and i and i actually find it yeah. very confusing actually the whole kira character i don't really i just feel like she was written so badly like there's you, you just don't know what she's doing and and, and not in like a, oh it's a mystery what she's doing it's just actually what the fuck's happening with this character? Well, I just... It was more like she's this femme fatale and, like, his motivation, and I'm watching him, like, she's going to fuck him over. Maybe not intentionally, but she's, she's going to die eventually and fuck him over. But I just didn't care for her very much. I, I don't know. It was, like... His motivation is this girl. And I was like, cool, that's the naivety. It's love. And mm -hmm. clearly he gets really cold from this girl. Yeah. But it never happens. And then she flies off with Darth Maul. And I'm like, okay, so I have to wait to another, watch another fucking two movies before I get an ending? Like, for real? <laughs> that is bullshit. And, like, it just... I don't know. It just It's just frustrating, you know? Because they had... There's so much... Like, it, it could have just been a heist film. And the only thing he had to worry about was the heist. And he gets fucked over... In the Kessel Run, and that's the big deal. He, Lando could have fucked him over. Beckett could have fucked him over. Beckett could have killed his girlfriend, which I thought would have been awesome. Mm. You know, like, betrayed by the people he likes the most. And instead, they sort of convolute such a simple heist, which is get this stuff out of the Kessel, like, out from, from Kessel. And mm. I just expected that. And, like, Chewie and Han, like, any time it was just the two of them, I like, when they meet, I loved when they met. I thought, that's yeah, pretty that cool. Yeah, that was cool. The beast. And, 
And, like, I really liked it. I fucking hated listening to Han speak Wookiee. That was stupid. Yeah. I was like, oh, fucking God. It's shit like that. It's like a piss take, you know? Like, are you taking the fucking piss? I don't... And that's what I mean. Like, I feel like if Lord and Miller did it, it would just have been done in a way that we're like, oh, it actually is a piss take. They're, like, they're having fun with yeah. this, whereas this approach didn't work. But, I, yeah, no, I agree. Like, I do think that it, this has just somehow become stupidly convoluted. But I... I love the idea that he is driven by love. He's driven by this, you oh, know, like this infatuation for this girl. And he, and like I said, his, his entire purpose is to get back to her. He like joins that fucking empire so he can fly back. Yeah. And um, to come back, I expected, like she does fuck him over, yes, but it's still, it's still even in a way that she's like, oh, I still love him and I got to look after him, you know, blah, blah. No, she should have just been a cold bitch who actually yeah. burns him. Because what fucks over a dude what makes a man more cynical than getting burnt by a girl like getting burnt nothing. by a girl who who really doesn't want to be with you like yeah, that's it a girl yeah, you love like, who's just like nah and that's how he should have become the cynical Han that we we now know yeah and that's what I was expecting and they just and it's just like they don't want to oh now we don't want to actually make her out to be a bad guy it's like yeah. no she needs to be a bad guy and because you're waiting for it the whole time she's acting so weird but then all of a sudden they're making out in the fucking Lando's closet and it's all good like you know okay like that bit at the end where Han's fighting um, the vision whatever he's act- the character's yeah, name yeah. is and he has his blaster and then Kira comes out and flicks the blaster out of Han's hand and goes to stab him and then goes, you know, like it's all a ruse. And he's yeah, like, she's, and she's actually betraying the, the bad guy. And I'm like, why did you flick the blaster out why, of his hand? Why didn't you like, just stab the bad guy in the back yeah, the first like, one? I don't yeah. understand. That was so fucking weird. And it just, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of messy moments. And just before I get on to character, other characters, I want to bring up one character that I have to talk about quickly. L3, that robot. Yeah. What the fuck is with this fucking sassy social justice warrior <laughs> character fucking popping up in every fucking Star Wars movie? It's fucking Rose. Like it's like a it's like a character that isn't a hero is acting like a hero. Like you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. this whole sassy, this sassy like equal rights feminist like women oh, yeah. can be Dude, like, I don't fucking care if that's what you want. Just show it. You know what I mean? Like, just fucking show it. Because that robot was like, this robot is all just sassy and like, freeing other robots. And I'm like, this is stupid. You're fucking annoying. Like, shut the fuck I, up. I actually really liked her. I actually hated thought she was one of my favorite characters. I, I thought that it was a bit of a piss take on just how, like, you know, on retrospect, it's Disney, so it probably isn't. But to me, I saw it as a bit of like, oh, look at the the social justice warrior like stepping up in in a in a fucked world. But I I found her funny, and I liked the whole thing that she was like, you know, Lando was in love with her. <laughs> well, she at least she thought he was. Yeah, everyone's coming out because it came out Lando's pansexual, and everyone's like, yeah, and he wanted to fuck the robot. I'm like, I don't think there's any a point where they say that, it's pretty clear that the robot thinks that, and that's the humor, is the robot is like, yeah, he, he's keen on me. Well, which... you know, she, he does get upset when she dies, but I think that's more of just a, an attachment rather than he wanted to fuck yeah. it. <laughs> just, just like, I don't know, I just didn't like her because she took all this screen time and it's just like, it's a car- it's a hero, it's like a person pretending to be a hero becoming a hero. And to me, I'm so, like, Rose was the same, where I'm like, I don't actually give a fuck about you yeah. like can you just well, Rose, be useful yeah. or get the fuck she, out she was and better then, than Rose though you gotta give it that yeah well I mean she had some sort of personality and then when she dies 
Man, if Rose is in episode nine, I'm going to neck it. But then she dies. She will be. And, like, it's all tragic. And I'm like, oh, I don't really fucking care, to be quite honest. And then there's this whole point about, like, putting her into the navigation system. And, like, that's a special moment. And I'm like, what? Like, what? Who fucking cares? Well, it's I don't fun- care. It's funny that you say that she stole a lot of screen time. Because I think she needed more to make that shit relevant. Um, to give that the weight that it needed. I think the reason that I liked her, though, was because she was actually a colourful character in this drab world. Again, this is what I'm going to keep going back to. And a big reason why I love Rogue One is because the ragtag group of that, every character in that is interesting to me. More so the side characters, like you've got the blind guy and the big dude, and I just love that shit. And there's nothing really like that in this, and the characters that they kind of almost had that could have been those, they kill off in that first heist scene. (laughs) Like the the alien with the forearms yeah. and the, and the you know the sassy wife or whatever. Well, then they've got and then they they put Beckett in this like very important position because Beckett's huge in this film. Woody Harrelson, mm. his character is massive. And I, and I didn't they, mind his character, but he he's just an Obi Wan type. He's a mentor, you know. And so. I I almost wanted it to be more centric on Lando, Chewie, and Han, and Lando is the Beckett character. Yeah, yeah, because. Lando doesn't really get anything too or like too great in this. He's he sort doesn't. of there. It's and really, it's really um confusing that they didn't give him more because he kind of didn't really get much in the other movies, right? So, and this is like the time that we get to see Lando be Lando. And Lando's a fan favorite, you know. The yeah. guy's a goddamn like he's he's everyone's favorite. I just expected him to be not a villain, but if someone's going to betray Han and not like not fly off in his ship but if someone's going to betray Han it makes sense for it to be Lando you know yeah, and it's true. like and like there's so much backstory that's not explained and they have this opportunity to really have him be a cool character and he sort of stays on the ship for a lot of it he like there's that moment where he's on he's on Kessel and he's shooting with Han side by side and I'm like why not just have Lando be more of an important part like he's a cool dude I don't know I just I, I just wanted, wanted so to see much. him do more. Like, I don't even care if he, he he's going to fuck him over or whatever. I just wanted to see him do more. Because isn't he... A, he's supposed to be some sort of badass, isn't he? Like, he's he's pretty, oh, pretty he's good with the gun. Is, is he... Does he do the, the spin... Like, when he shoots in one of the other movies, does he do the... Like, spin the gun on his finger? Like, you know how Beckett... Yeah, that's Jango no, Jango no. Fett, yeah. Yeah, Jango that's Fett right, you're right. the guy yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. does the fucking ridiculous, like, Western thing. It's yeah, such yeah. a stupid well, moment. Um, but Woody Harrelson's doing it in this movie. Yeah. And for some reason, I got confused and thought it was Lando. So when he sees Woody Harrelson do- doing it at the start on the-, on the battlefield, I was like, fuck, it's Lando. That's cool. And it wasn't. And I was like, okay. Anyway, I stand corrected. On Lando, Donald Glover is fucking on point as Lando, just quietly. I think he did it fantastic like he he doesn't have he doesn't have the harrison ford shadow looming over him and old mate who played lando back in the day was great as well but like he's obviously not as big a deal so he to be able to just like channel that character and sort of bring his own cockiness and just what donald glover is anyway it just works so perfectly for this character and he's so he's such a dickhead (laughs) like just so so full of himself and like you know he's doing the little hollow hollow vid blog sort of thing and like just real like yeah this is me and i'm lando uh, perfect the voice was perfect the mannerisms were perfect he was lando like he just became lando yeah, I but agree. he doesn't fucking do anything he's no. in the ship the whole time it's like get out there and shoot some motherfuckers 
not that I mean, I'm not talking about the the one scene where he steps out and they're all stupidly just standing in the open outside the Millennium Falcon while there's a whole army shooting at them and somehow not one of them gets shot. Like, I know fucking the guys can't shoot in Star Wars, but that's just ridiculous. Like, Yeah, that was a silly thing. <laughs> it was, and it goes for so long and he's able to run and he finally gets shot in the shoulder just because he ran and picked up um, the, the droid. Yeah, I just really wanted to see him do more. And I'm like, why are we watching Woody Harrelson do shit when we've got this guy who's nailing this fucking character and a character yeah. that we actually care about you know, like you said, like they could have written that character to be the Woody Harrelson character, and he's the one who fucks him over. Somehow comes back in the end, and they become friends. You know, that's like, uh, they, oh, like yeah. you already There's know so that many- they have this like really turmoil relationship. Like when he meets him in the Sky City or whatever it's called, I just yeah, it's it's a missed opportunity, and I feel like the best part of this film was him, and they've then they've just put him, they've they've benched him. There's so many opportunities they had to simplify this film, but what they've done is they've expanded it so they can make more. That's the honest truth, and we both fucking know it. That's what they've done, and it's clear at the end with these random characters and this whole fucking thing about Darth Maul and blah blah blah, and like, I just. It frustrates me because there, like, there are awesome moments. Like, it could have been a buddy cop film about Hard and Chewy, and I yeah. would have been head over heels. Like, wow. there's so many moments that it could have just been a simple A to B film, which it should have been, and they just don't fucking hit the mark, do they? And like, the ending, man, when she flies off with Darth Maul, like, I was like, okay, if they segue Darth Maul into a bigger picture, like they show him training Snoke, or they show him in an Obi-Wan film, you know, I'd be like, that's pretty groovy. But if they fucking, if they've done this to push on for another solo film, that's bullshit. Like, to me, that's just fucking bullshit. That's so cheap. I honestly think it'll be the Boba Fett film. Oh, Oh, he'll pop up, I'm sure. Which is cool. I'm okay with that. If Solo's confirmed for two more films and that chick works exclusively with Darth Maul, then it's very clear that that girl is extremely relevant to like it's only gonna so Han has to pop up and it has to be relevant to him and they'll do that in the sequel you know well, what this I mean? is what I'm saying I, I, I me myself I honestly don't think we'll get another solo film I think he'll pop up in Boba Fett or you know things in set in that sort of world in the bounty hunter scoundrel world yeah mm, I, I don't know we'll see we'll see it's just very weird it's just that fucking Marvel thing like he's the Thanos I guess where yeah, it's like yeah. I did. That's I did get excited when more came up, and you could oh, hear the too. the Jewel of Fates music because I actually I was just walking in, being like, "Man, why is Jewel of Fates not in anything other anything than the other one? <laughs> like, it's the best piece of music in the whole fucking saga, and they've never used it." And then you just hear the. It, it, it's because like it, I, I like I loved that I saw him and my jaw dropped, but I was like, "Wait a sec, what are they trying to pull?" And we know Darth Maul's fate too, because Darth Maul in Rebels dies. By Obi-Wan. Oh, does he? Okay, yeah. See, I don't know. And Obi-Wan's an old man. And because Darth Maul's whole motivation, because he's in Rebels a lot, his whole motivation is to find Obi-Wan to basically kill him. That's his whole thing. And then Obi-Wan fucking murders him. Like, Obi-Wan just fucks him up. So this would be set before Rebels. This is set quite before, because it's 10 years after, it's only 10 years after um, episode three. Okay. So it's all going now, basically. It's mm-hmm. all probably going. Yeah, at the, the time. empire's up. Yeah. 
I'm curious as to what happens. Yeah, see, this is what my, my mate turned to me. He's like, didn't fucking Darth Maul get chopped in half? He fell down the thing. And I said, no, nah, he's come back in one of the cartoons. He's got robot legs. Like, I haven't watched it, but I know that he is a thing. Yeah, so he dies by Obi-Wan, apparently. Yeah, at the very end, he gets sliced up. So that's why I'm confused, because I'm like, well, we're not going to see this major character die on screen unless they retcon the series. But Rebels is the only extended universe thing that is... Um, canon. canon, yeah. It's the thing, and they've taken characters from Rebels and put them in films, like um, what's his name, Forrest Whitaker's character in Rogue One. So yeah, yeah. I don't really know what their plan is there, really. But look, Kathleen Kennedy's a, clearly a fucking moron. So whatever they do, it'll be fucking stupid because she's fucking stupid. I don't know. I think- I'm glad to see Darth Maul back in because, like, he was one of the ones. It's to me, like, if we get a Darth Maul and Boba Fett movie going on, that's like, okay, here's the two characters that got fucked over. We're gonna give them something. Like, I, I that actually I, excites me. I don't care about a D- Darth Maul movie. I want to see it, but I want him to do it right. I don't want oh, it to be yeah, yeah. like if fucking if they if they want to recreate what happens in Rebels and Obi Wan in his film is struggling with PTSD and his enemy is Darth Maul. Like, oh, yeah, that would, cool. like, imagine a film about, like, a cat, like, Terminator 2-esque film where Obi-Wan is trying to protect young Luke without Luke even knowing. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good! chasing Luke down. Like, can you imagine that film? I can. You know? I love it already. <laughs> that's, just, that's just fucking crazy. But Darth Maul's whole motivation isn't to kill the chosen one it's to kill obi-wan so it could even be like maybe obi-wan finds a wife or something on the mm-hmm. planet and it's just and it, like yeah. so many options and they'll just fuck it <laughs> like <laughs> i just reckon they'll fuck it up they fuck up the last well, like, like, not just- it's not off it's not off though like you're, you're probably right with the two movies coming out being this like i said this boba fett one and um, an Obi-Wan like this is probably going to be a little Darth Maul trilogy going Kira, Kira is like it's all about Kira and Darth Maul and Kira has to be linked to Han Solo so it ha- Han Solo has to pop up and they're not going to give a huge character moment for Han Solo in a Boba Fett film they'll give it to him in his own film so I don't know I, I don't know the fact that if you're saying this movie's flopping there's a good chance that they will just sort of sideline him a bit I don't know like he'll be know. a big part of it but it'll just be like, you know, it might be a Boba Fett film where he's the fucking star still. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I, I would love to see a Boba Fett film. Yeah. That, be cool. yeah but um, back on this film, which we're not really talking too much about, <laughs> the visually I thought it was pretty sometimes. Like, the cinematography, it's shot really dark. And I don't know what it is with fucking Hollywood wanting films with minimal lighting but not minimal lighting and like like Deacon's level, like minimal yeah. lighting so you just can't just see what see the anything. fuck is yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, like literally in that opening scene where they're on Corellia, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I can barely see it. Like, I could barely see what was ha- like on screen. It was just so dark and blue and stupid. And they keep it up. Um, and then it sort of, it sort of like changes almost. Like the, the white shot almost completely differs and it goes for a slightly lighter look um when they're on the falcon and stuff Mm. the other thing i didn't really like is that the falcon because when lando sees the falcon in empire or i think it's maybe even jedi he's like what did you do to my ship like he's in shock at what happens to the ship Mm. but in this the falcon's pristine which i love and then it fucks like on the castle run just gets completely trashed and i'm like so the ship was already trashed. (laughs) everything everything that happened to the ship happened in one moment like why couldn't why couldn't just one little thing happen to the ship 
and then I don't know it just was a weird moment for me where I'm like again like this fan service where it's so on the nose like oh the Falcons what you know it is now huh I don't fuck like I don't care about that well fuck. the thing well Lando takes the ship and then you know Han wins it back from him so I'm assuming that it gets even more fucked up in between that time I know but the, the ship looks exactly like it looked by the end oh, as okay. it did in the New Hope you know what I mean yeah. like what actually know. with Lando and the ships and stuff you know how Han loses that first game of Sabacc and yeah. apparently owes Lando a ship does Lando just drop that or is he like uh, well instead of you giving me the ship I'll come in on this this job with you because I, I don't remember that I being think, a thing I think it, it like because of the offer that, that comes about I think I think it's like I don't know I think it had something to do with the fact that it, he found out it was a ruse to get him to borrow his ship so he's sort of like alright cool and also, he probably cheated, so he's probably, like, not as yeah, inclined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like that would have been a fun thing for him to be holding over Han the whole time. It's like, mate, you still owe me a ship. And then yeah. by the end of it, it's like, you know, double or nothing sort of thing, and then Han wins the ship. I don't know. Yeah. It just felt like another, another fucking plot point that just went wavering and frayed. <laughs> Which um, I think leads me on to, should we start talking about our good, the bad, and the ugly? What's your good? The Kessel Run, the Kessel Run was fucking awesome. Um, that was such a good sequence. The actual ship, not when they're on the planet. That's good, but the, the, the ship was cool. What about you? With, uh, just quickly, on the Kessel Run. Um, so that's supposed to, like, he's done it the fastest that's ever been done, right? And he becomes a legend because of that. It felt like it took a really long time still. So what the hell, how long is a passing? <laughs> <laughs> well... Funnily enough, the original script of A New Hope, when he says that line, it's a bullshit, it's bullshitting. Like, Han's whole character is he's a, like, he's full of shit. He's, yeah. he's just a smuggler. He's not actually amazing at anything. Yeah. So when he says that line, I made the castle run under 12 parsecs, he's just trying to bullshit to Obi-Wan and Luke yeah. to get them to, to get pay him. them more. Yeah. But I, I think parsec, parsec isn't, it's not a unit of time. It's a unit of distance, I'm pretty sure. Like, the whole point is that, fuck, it's not a thing. Like, I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> I, was sort of, I was sort of like, all right, whatever, I'm fine with it. Like, I don't know what the fuck a parsec is. I'm not going to be upset by this. Yeah, but yeah. it's just funny that in the original film, it had such a different meaning. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just, oh, Hans, because I never really thought ever, watching Star Wars, that the Falcon is this, um, this god tier shit. Yeah. Like, one of the... I thought the whole point of the Falcon was it's a piece of shit. Yeah, and yeah. Or against them because it constantly breaks down it's constantly screwing up it's constantly like the hyperdrive won't work when it should yeah. they have to hop like it's all about Han's ability and that's what makes it so good but in this they sort of make this, this Falcon out to be this god tier ship you know what I mean yeah like, it's almost like, yeah that's shipping that's where I sort of got a bit confused because, like, I've always thought it was fast. Like, I, I thought that, you know, he'd Frankensteined it to a way that gave it an extra edge. But it was still, it looked like a piece of shit, but it was a quick shit. I always imagined that the, the Kessel Run was like a drag race. I didn't know it was actually, like, you know, a smuggle run. I, smuggle yeah, run. Yeah, so I always thought, like, it's just where drag races go. <laughs> to have a race and when it became this whole thing i was like holy shit this is a lot more epic than i than i thought it was still cool though but i'm just yeah what the fuck is a parsec <laughs> yeah it was a, that was a weird moment also one of the things i'm not a big fan about what the new styles are doing rogue one does it the best because like rogue one doesn't do this but they've taken the like what 
space combat in the very original trilogy films was about and they've turned it into like cg spectacles mm. i'm not saying they're always bad mm. but like force awakens doesn't last jedi do it like you know they've got these moments where the ship is like flying through a star destroyer and then the yeah. ship flies upside down so finn can shoot his turret and in the originals the tension was in sort of not the realism but almost the grittiness of what it was it was just simply guys on turrets trying to take down enemies you know like mm. it, there was this sort of it, it, it didn't have to be like han does a spin and hits a tie fighter into a wall it was like han's flying a giant spaceship and there's tie fighters shooting at him and he doesn't want to die so they used it i don't know you know what i mean like, I like it's very mean. different but i, I kind of i kind of dig it though like i liked the slapping into the wall and i like the epicness of the, the flipping upside down inside a Star Destroyer and Finn shooting it. Like, I like all that sort of stuff. I feel like it's the way that you, think, you upgrade think, it to this day and age. But this is what I'm saying. You watch Rogue One and they don't really do that. Like, yeah, Rogue you're One, right. the yeah. space combat, they have moments of it, but it's all sort of, like, justified really well. Like, those ships get... A bunch of ships get fucked up when the Star Destroyers jump from hyperspace and smash into them. Hmm. And they're trying to bring down a Star Destroyer... And the space combat's all sort of... It's got that old-school feel to it. And yeah, I know what you mean. they, like... They've got the hammerhead, and they're, like... So they're going to take down a Star Destroyer with a ship, but they're not going to do some crazy thing. This ship is literally designed to smash them. into yeah. a Star Destroyer yeah. and ram it. And, like, for me, I'm like, that's cool, because it's got that element of that realism that you really Realism, see. yeah. I, um, I think the difference is, like, in the, the saga films, we're dealing with the heroes, right? These guys are lucky, yeah. and they can pull off this, these ridiculous these feats, whereas Rogue One was about every... Just, like, there was no Jedi, there were no whatever, they're just people. That's where I see the difference, and I, I kind of dig it. I don't know, I, it's, it's just different. Anyway, yeah. look, let's get back onto the good. What's your, what's your good? <laughs> My good... Uh, my good would be Lando, I think. Um, just the way that Childish fucking played that is on point. Like, he is Lando. And I, I am disappointed that he didn't get more. Uh, bad. My bad would have to be the length. The length, it's too long. I didn't bring it up, but it's two and a half hours long. It is long. very like, long, yeah. It doesn't need to be that long. And there's moments where you're like, why the fuck am I seeing this? Like, there's the... The, the, everything on Kessel when they're on the planet is too long. It's just excessive. And yeah, I don't know. It could have shaved off. Easily could have shaved off 30 minutes off the film. Easily. Easily. It should have, this should have been a quick movie. Like, it's supposed to be just this heist action movie. It's not the epic that the saga films no. are. Yeah. Um, my bad would be just just all their fucking... The, the plots that they set up but don't go through with or don't give us anything with. Like, the whole Kira thing and Lando and... Like this, I don't know. They just—it just feels like everything frays, and is very convoluted. And, and you know, there's like the motivations. Like I'm real—I'm actually really pissed at the whole like Han. His whole goal in life was to get Kira, and then it just doesn't affect him when she's acting weird. Like he's just but like also, whatever. That that goal doesn't conclude. Either. No, like he doesn't get her. He doesn't win her. No. Like and like. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt, it felt very um, top-notch setup, scrapbook finish. You know what I mean? <laughs> Textbook setup. The ugly that that robot for me, I fucking hated her so much, man. <laughs> I literally sent to Shane now because Shane is met like you haven't met my partner Fish, and for the audience, my partner has the same attitude towards life that I do. 
and she that robot came on screen. I didn't say a word, and all I hear is, oh, for fuck's sake, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then, like, when she died, both of us were like, thank fucking God for that. Like, not even as a joke, we both said that to each other, and that's, that's, that robot, fuck that robot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> fuck that robot, man. I liked her. She was all right. My ugly um, would be, I just felt like the mess that came of having two sets of directors on board with two different visions, like obviously a very comedic one and then the Ron Howard just textbook one, just really hurt this. I Like it became, like the very first thing I said about this movie is it's very drab. It's very, it's kind of, kind of boring to look at, to be honest. And I wanted a lot more jokes and stuff and the jokes are there but they do feel undercooked it just felt like a try hard version of bringing some comedy and i honestly would have just liked it to just be in a, a you know a, a, a top-notch comedy like a kevin hart style comedy <laughs> you know action comedy sort of thing that's what i really feel like would have worked for this sort of film it just comes across a bit ugly to me anyway um yeah. Final thoughts. On. What do you got? This film's like a hybrid, and that's a big problem. It's got a lot of Phil Lord, a bit of Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and a lot of Ron Howard, and mm. they did not do a good job at melding the two, because I could tell the difference straight up, and it took me out of it, because it's like watching an actor and a character have schizophrenia almost, like multiple personality disorder. It was yeah. a bit strange. Yeah. But um, overall, I enjoyed the film. I had a good time. And not like I had a great time, but I did not come out of it thinking, I fucking hate every minute of this. I came out of it thinking, ah, that was all right. That's okay. But it didn't really feel like Star Wars. Quite a lot of the time, it didn't feel like Star Wars. I Maybe it potentially could have been the tone. It potentially could have been the fact that I'm watching characters that I'm meant to know, and I'm like, they aren't the characters I know. Uh, well, Han. But it didn't have the same vibe I got from watching Rogue One or Force Awakens or the original saga or the prequels even. And the reasons I think even with the prequels that they... Like, in my opinion, the prequels did a better job than this was because the prequels were honest to what they were. They are this weird fantasy space film. And Rogue One is a weird fantasy space film that's dark and... And gritty, mm -hmm, yeah. and The Force Awakens is a weird fantasy space film paying homage to weird fantasy space films, and Solo <laughs> is a Disney film with a science fiction theme. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like I was watching almost like watching Pirates of the Caribbean yes, in space. Yes. This weird, this weird sprinkle of things that should exist more. Lando should be more of a like a, a suave motherfucker. He should be more of a involved in the story he should have betrayed them or Han should have been more of a smuggling bastard you know like there's these elements of everything and they never go into them enough they just sit them on the top there and rather than fill you with the, the tone and feeling of a Star Wars film it fills you with the fan service moments you, you, they think you want like getting his last name his blaster I was surprised I didn't see his jacket I was actually surprised I didn't see his vest um, I'm surprised they didn't say, they didn't point out the fact yeah. that Han Solo shot first when he kills Beckett at the end. Yeah, so there's a few a few things like that that I was like, uh, that's not really what I'm after, but that's my personal opinion. I think, more importantly, my bigger problem is that this film, man, I'm such a, like, I've just such an agenda sometimes. This film, in my opinion, reinforces my fear and the fear of a lot of people who were worried that Disney were going to butcher Star Wars. And I'm not saying this film's this film has done that, but it is gearing up to do it. They plan to make a franchise out of a spin-off film. Mm. And they have only made one other spin-off film. 
So before even offering fans and offering an audience different stories, they're going, how can we manipulate a character and set up another franchise with an already massive franchise? Disney do not need to do that. They don't have any reason to do that. They have the, the fans there. They have the, the opportunity there to make amazing films. And directors, Star Wars, part, like not even Marvel, Star Wars, directors would flock to make it because it's Star Wars, yeah. you know? And they've already cut the weirdos out. They got rid of Phil Lord and Chris Miller where they could have had the opportunity to make something so different and unique and give Star Wars a new spin and not completely butcher it because it's a spin-off. They made something weird. But they didn't make something weird. They made something that was subpar. And that's a problem. And they're already trying to do it. No one wanted a solo film. The feedback when they announced it was bad. The feedback during the process was bad. The production was held. They cut directors. They didn't market it properly. They released it after Deadpool. They don't care. They are just going, Star Wars will sell, so let's just drop it. And this is a big fucking lesson for you, Kathleen, and it's a big lesson for Disney. You can't just fuck your audience over because they won't go and watch a movie because this movie has flopped. And I'm so honestly glad it has. Not because of the, not for the actors and the film itself isn't, isn't, it isn't terrible. So it shouldn't have flopped the way it did. Film, like, you know, uh, uh, critic-wise, but it shows that you need to really pull your finger out and make films people want to see. Do they want to fucking see Han Solo, a character they've seen for four films, do another film? Probably fucking not. Do they want to see Boba Fett? Absolutely. Get James Mangold, the guy that made Logan on it. Absolutely. Make an Obi-Wan film. Fuck! Like, it's just, it's all there. You just gotta do it. Anyway, I no one's gonna listen to me. It doesn't matter. This was average of average. It's just a 2.5 out of 5. Yeah, the most average of average scores. I feel a lot like you do. Like, this this really isn't a movie that I was looking forward to, and I kind of felt weird about it, because, like, here in Melbourne, you're getting all the, the advertising, all the billboards and posters are everywhere, and I'm sort of looking at it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Whereas, like, Infinity War, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, fuck yeah, and Deadpool 2, I was like, fuck yeah, and this one, I was just like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, man, I should be keen. This is Star Wars. Like, I'm a Star Wars geek now. I should be about this. And I really wasn't that, like, you know, normally I'm straight on the IMAX fucking website trying to get opening night tickets. If we weren't doing this, I don't know if I would have even seen it by now if, you know, things didn't turn up. But I ended up, I was seeing it with my mate up in Townsville and it turned out to be a thing. The cinema was fucking empty, which is still weird to me. But this is, this is just, like you said, uh, an eye opener for for Disney and, and even Star Wars fans. Like we, we don't really want one every six months. Like I don't want one. Like I'm, Star Wars is Christmas to me. I want it at Christmas. And when Christmas comes around, when it starts getting a little bit warmer, I start feeling like reading Star Wars books, going back, watching the old movies, and geeing up to go see that new one at the IMAX. Like here, it's just right in the middle of the year at a time that we've already had the big tentpole movie of this time, which was Avengers. I'm just, I just wasn't there. And then watching it, I was like, oh yeah. Like, this is cool. There's just some Star Wars moments. The Star Wars theme starts up, and you're like, fuck yeah, that's cool. Here and there, they're getting the Millennium Falcon. That's cool. But I didn't walk out, like, just buzzing like I have the last three movies. Like, even Last yeah. Jedi, I walked out of, like, yes! Like, oh my god, there's so much to talk about and so much to break down. This one, I'm like, yeah, I guess he did do the Kessel Run in 12 Parsec. I don't know what a Parsec is, but he did it. <laughs> you know? Like, it's... 
it's just yeah, it's yeah. not adding anything and that's the that's the bad thing here um and i'm i'm not necessarily against that because i do enjoy the novels that definitely don't add anything at all because they can't it's just giving you a little insight to some characters and stuff and and that's what i was really looking for in this one and unfortunately we didn't really get that either like the the setup of han is not the setup that i wanted like we don't see him as the han that we meet in a new hope and it's disappointing there probably will be more movies where he gets more <laughs> deluded now, but I don't know. No, but you, the other ones will show yeah, his transition. That's, oh, cool. I'm glad I have to watch yeah, more. Yeah, like you said, movie. I don't want to see that. He will be in other things, and I'm okay with it. If it's a Boba Fett movie, I'm okay with that, but we'll see where that goes. But ultimately, my brother came up to me after seeing it, and he asked me how I felt about it, and I said, well, hold on, how did you feel about it? And he was like, yeah, it was okay. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> it was okay. It was, yeah, it was good. Like, I, I, I had some fun. The sequences were great. Lando was great. I liked the robots. It's just, yeah, you know, I sh- but I shouldn't be feeling like that with the Star Wars movie. Like, even even Last Jedi, like I said, I uh, there's we talked about that and all the problems with that film, but I still love that film. Like, thinking back on it, I'm like, fuck yeah, so many cool things that happened in that movie. Yeah. Just nothing happens well, in this one. That, it at least felt like a Star Wars film. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you're right. This doesn't feel as Star Wars-y as it should. Yeah, there's enough in there that makes me feel like it's a Star Wars film. But it's it's just um, it's just not Star Wars-y enough. And that's a disappointment. So yeah, it gets pretty... It's, it's a pretty average score. But I still enjoyed it. I'll probably give it a three. Three out of five. Well, that's Solo done. That is that's, Solo that's done. That's off the list now. Solo's done. Is- yes. Um, well, I guess the next big film that's coming out is Jurassic World. Yeah, when's that coming that's, out? That's uh, June 21st. Okay, well, I'm keen to... Well, I'm not even keen to review it because I don't want to fucking see it. But oh, I'm keen to talk about it. You don't it. want to see it at all? No, I don't care. I didn't... <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, that'll be a fun conversation. I'm sorry. I, I don't like... I didn't like Jurassic World, so... I, I know, I know you didn't. And we'll we'll talk all about that a bit more. You know, I've had a few more... I've had a few years to, to dwell on Jurassic World, so I'll tell you my opinions about that in our next episode. I still love it. Like, I love Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is my style... You know, the Star Wars for you was my Jurassic Park. We I grew up with it. I love it. I'm already buying all the merch yeah. for fucking Fallen Kingdom. I've spent way too much money on it. I all got the Lego. I, man, yeah. I just picked up this awesome T Rex the other day. It's, it was a hundred bucks. It's called a super colossal T Rex. The fucker is three foot long, and it's huge. It's so cool. It's so fucking cool. Oh my but god. But anyway, I'm I'm really keen to talk about that. I've got tickets to the the opening night already so um that'll be a fun conversation i'm sure you'll shit all over my dreams like you did last time i don't doubt it for a second <laughs> <laughs> i don't doubt it i was really disappointed with the other one but do you remember i remember when i saw it when i was working at australia fair and i went with a, like i just invited everyone because it was opening night and i was mm. like yeah let's just go see it and everyone came there was like 10 of us but it was sold out so we were all sitting like there were like four of us together then two somewhere else and two somewhere else and fucking Craig Robinson saw it with us. Lovely, lovely bloke. But he was, he was so upset that he couldn't sit with us. And that's all that's, I'm thinking about now is how upset oh, Craig was. Sorry, Craig. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And um, remember to subscribe to our shit on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever the hell else you listen to this podcast. We're pretty much on all of it get on the facebook give us your opinions on all of these things we want to hear what you thought about solo we want to hear what you thought about deadpool like shit tell us what you're feeling about jurassic world if you're not as excited as i am 
but yeah, give us give us the lowdown. Well, it's been a great week. It's good being back. It's good to chat about things you care about, like films and how Disney are taking over the world. Hashtag Stop Disney. That's my opinion, not, not Fisher's. This is that opinion is not associated with the podcast. <laughs> I be myself. Anyway, play the music, Fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Solo, A Star Wars Story, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track The Adventures of Han is performed by John Williams, and the track The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly Titles is performed by Ennio Morricone. What the fuck is that? Sorry, I've got a loud noise. I'm just trying to find out where it's coming from. I'm just going to shut my window a bit more. There's no noise, and some cunt's probably fucking building the pool out in the fucking back. (laughs) 